What you believe ultimately becomes your reality. Welcome to Sex and Psychology. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope y'all are having a beautiful week so far. It's Tuesday today as I'm recording this. I'll probably put this out right after. Um, But I just wanted to touch base with you guys. I had a interesting weekend. I went away to Massachusetts. My girlfriend and I have gotten super close over the last few months. Um, and I've really been enjoying traveling with her. It's the same friend I went to Vegas with. Massachusetts is truly so beautiful and so different. I just love exploring and going on little adventures. It's my goal to visit every state in the US. I'm from New York, but I would like to see all the things sometimes life becomes so encompassing that we get tunnel vision and we forget there is so much more out there than we are handed in life you can't really choose where you're born and where you grow up but you know you can create your reality after and I feel like personally I haven't seen the world growing up I've never come from money my parents are were very low on the economic status quo, so to speak. My mom makes minimum wage. My father passed away. I don't even know how we had a house, honestly. Um, But I'm very blessed to have what I did have. As someone that's never come from money, I grew up with this very scarcity mentality that I never had enough. I'll never be enough. I can never do enough. And it was just very negative and coming from a lack mindset. And the older I get, the more I'm learning that we are, we hold beliefs because we are handed them and they become so ingrained in us that they become our truth. Someone that's never come from money, I never got to travel. My father was sick. Um, My mother was always taking care of my father. We went on like one family vacation when I was five years old to Disney (laughs) and I have kind of just been learning to break that barrier and change that narrative, so to speak, because I can do anything I want with my life just because my parents lived a certain way. And I, I honestly believe our parents do the very best they can. It doesn't mean that I have to repeat that dynamic. So in the last year, I've really decided to buckle down and, you know, start my life, start to explore, start to see what's out there. There is so much for us that life has to offer. There's so much to see and to do. And every adventure we take is giving us an opportunity to develop and to grow even more. And I love that. I love that. Um, So yeah, needless to say, I had a nice weekend with my friend just getting away it was a little cold but it was gorgeous and we worked on writing music together and we have a song that we're working on it's so cathartic these things that we use to express ourselves and that's what writing is for me and my friend Um, that's what music has been it's been so therapeutic so I'm really excited to share that with you guys today is the first day of me not working I recently quit my job. My law of attraction coach inspired me to do so because I was seeing my blocks and my limiting beliefs and 
you know, that stuckness in my subconscious that is preventing me from accelerating and getting a better paying job, getting a job that I'm passionate about and I love and I really use to help people. And I will utilize my skill set in the best way I can. And I just didn't feel like I was getting that from my last position. I felt it was very limiting. I wasn't happy. I was getting resentful. And it was becoming very unmanageable with school because I am in school full time working on my research thesis currently, um, which will be on sexual assault in college campuses. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out. I do have to perform a research study. I'm also nervous because research is intimidating as fuck for your girl. Statistics was never my strong suit. But anyway, it was just getting to be... I was feeling like I wasn't enjoying life. I was just worrying about my job and I would carry home my clients' um, stories with me. And it was just really toxic. So I'm taking the next month or so to figure my shit out and to really take care of myself and come back to center and feel grounded because I've been feeling a little off kilter lately with my diet and my lifestyle. But that's not what this week's episode is about. I just wanted to preface that with what's been going on with me and I am pumped to use the next four weeks to work on an ebook for y'all. I'm writing a small ebook of poetry and song lyrics called Chasing Boys. It will be my third book so I will let all of you know when that is out and just working on these small little passion projects and doing things that I love to do is where I'm placing my concentration for the next four weeks. But I wanted to share something very personal that I've I figured that a lot of people don't know this. I have told a couple people in the last month because of the podcast or it's just come up and they were like, wow, I never knew. So I actually, this is going to be my cancer story. Um, That sounds kind of doom and gloom, but I want to make this inspiring for everyone listening. I don't share this because I want people to feel bad for me. Kind of the opposite. I want to use this to motivate um, and educate people on where I think disease comes from. I'm not a medical doctor. I do study Ayurvedic medicine. I'm very much into naturopath and homeopathy, um, holistic, integrative medicine. That is kind of my focus. So I was in an abusive relationship. If I'm sure all of you know that by now, uh, back in 2015 to 2017. And it was very toxic and unhealthy. And I like to study as someone that's going to be a psychologist in a couple years, the psychosomatic effects of stress. Millions of people are walking around with anxiety. Millions of people are also walking around with chronic conditions and diseases. I do believe these diseases are preventative. Well, preventative measures can be taken to offset the disease. Disease is interesting. I think in Western medicine, I do believe it has its place, but we're so focused on, all right, you have heart disease in your family, you're going to get heart disease. Okay, you have... uh, asthma, take this pill. And it does have its place. Medicine is incredibly intelligent when it comes to trauma, physical trauma, car accidents. Um, if you need surgery, it is it is beautiful and blessed to have it by all means. Very blessed. Technology is miraculous and it saves lives. Western medicine saves lives every day. But many of us are under this belief that we have to take a pill and 
from my experience, I've been on, the most medication I've been on was like eight medications at once for my depression. And medication can also be extremely beneficial if you're going through a mental illness because it's sort of like a life raft, right? It keeps you afloat when you feel like you're sinking, if you're suicidal, it will give you that energy or keep you, keep your mind clear. It's different for everyone. I can't really say it can only speak from my own experience and feel free to disagree at any time. But our society, the pharmaceutical industry is controlling us and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but we all believe we have to rely on medications. And for me, I've kind of been transitioning out of this to where I was at one point on seven, eight different medications to now I'm on one, which I'm very proud of myself. But medications are like a temporary band-aid. They're not going to heal the underlying problem. And coming back to my story, I believe a majority of anxiety and a majority of disease is caused by underlying trauma that is blocked and stuck in the body and it is not healed. And then it, it festers and it exasperates the issue. And then we take these medications thinking that it's keeping us alive when really it's killing us and causing a ton of other effects. If you study neuroimmunophysiology and epigenetics, you know that genes can be turned on and off. And it is so important. Lifestyle is so important. What we breathe in, what we take in, what we drink, what we eat, it all is interconnected and related to the well-being of us and the health of us. So in 2015, I got into this relationship. It was tumultuous. It was filled with turmoil and chronic stress on my body. Soon after, I started to not be able to concentrate. I had horrible post-traumatic stress disorder and my body started changing. I started getting very sick and I didn't know why. I was nauseous every single day. It was horrible. I used to have to wear these like nausea, seasick, um, like wrist bandages. I used to drink this pregnancy tea. I did everything I thought I could do. I was taking Tums every day, which probably burned a hole in my stomach. And I knew I didn't feel right. I couldn't even drink water. It was really bad. I would, I would throw it up. So I went to a gastroenterologist and they were like, it's all in your head, nothing's wrong with you. And I actually made an Instagram video on this a couple days ago where I talked about my psychiatrist wanting to increase my medication because my mood's been a little off kilter lately. But the older I get, the more I realize that you have to get to the root of the issue. You can't just temporarily push off a problem because it's going to not fix it and it's going to cause this ripple effect. But anyway, I went to the GI doctor, I got this endoscopy, and they were like, everything's fine, you just have gastritis. So gastritis is inflammation of the intestinal wall, I'm not 100% sure. So they gave me more medication, I think it was like omeprazole. They gave me a prescription dose of omeprazole and said, take this every day and you'll be fine. So I listened because I thought the person in the white coat knew what was best for me. I listened, as many people do, not our fault. We're all learning. And it didn't get better. And then things started getting worse. I eventually had to drop out of school because I was so triggered all the time. I was so on edge and hypervigilant. And I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. I was suicidal. I was cutting myself. And I was physically starting to manifest these symptoms in my body where I couldn't fall asleep. 
And what did I do if I couldn't fall asleep and I had insomnia? I took more pills. I took NyQuil. I had these horrible migraines every day. So I was taking Advil every day. I was taking NyQuil, Advil, and Tums were my best freaking friends. And I couldn't drink water. I couldn't stay asleep. I would wake up. Months and months passed. The relationship started getting worse. It started to become violent physically and also sexually abusive in addition to the mental and verbal abuse. And other symptoms started coming up. Like I started getting seizures and I would wake up and my, my doctor called them narcoleptic attacks. And I would wake up in the middle of the night. I would have night terrors every night, these horrible nightmares. And this all started accumulating over the course of a year. I would wake up, I would have these horrible nightmares where I was getting murdered by my ex-boyfriend or other people. I would wake up screaming in a panic in night sweats. I started having horrible panic attacks and I started experiencing sleep paralysis which is so scary because I would wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't move and I started hallucinating or I would see these people like suffocating me and it was just very horrible all around I'm starting to get a little emotional talking about it because it was years ago but it still feels like I remember that and some days I like forget it at all until I'm talking about it like now and I really It was horrible. I felt like I was dying and I was. So here I am. I get this procedure done called transcranial magnetic stimulation, TMS, which is more of a modern day electric convulsive therapy, ECT procedure, where they would zap your brain. And my doctor was like, this will get rid of your depression. Needless to say, like 20 sessions later, my depression was getting worse. I just, I had just spent like $20,000 thinking this was the cure for everything, but it wasn't. And this is why I think it didn't work. I was still in my relationship when I had that procedure done. And it just, when you are in the thing that is making you sick, you will never heal. When you are connected with those people that are bringing you down and you wonder why is my life not getting better it's because you are in that very situation that is causing your illness so summer of 2017 comes along and I had thought I made so much progress because I had kind of gone no contact with my ex I go to the gynecologist and you know I get my annual done She gives me a call one day and she says, Lauren, your pap smear came back abnormal. We need you to come in as soon as possible. So I was like, fuck, I thought I had an STI, honestly, because I believe my ex probably cheated on me and it was very sexually abusive as I had stated. So I come in and I'm nervous because I wasn't practicing safe sex for the most part with my ex. (laughs) Just to clarify, um, I'll take ownership of it. So she tells me, she's like, Lauren, we found these, um, like severe dysplasic cells in your ovaries, your uterus. It was, it was my cervix, um, that area. And I'm like, okay, what does this mean? She's like, you have the beginning stages of cancer. You have stage one cancer. And 
I started crying, but to be completely honest with all of you, I was not in the least surprised because that wasn't a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences in life. I think that that was my body telling me something. When we have symptoms, whether it's acne, whether we have uh, stomach ulcers or indigestion, or we have a fractured ankle, it is literally our bodies telling us that something is wrong. So when we take a pill, we are numbing our body's natural response to sending us warning signs. So I had to go back several times to my gynecologist. This took a couple months and they did a biopsy where they saw the cancerous cells and they saw like what degree they were and how far along I was. And luckily I caught this early because I see my doctor. So they had to perform an operation which was extremely traumatic because I didn't get any um, anesthesia. It was, I felt everything and it was horrific and I don't even want to think about it to be real with you because it was, it's still, I can still feel it in my bones. It was, it was absolutely mortifying and painful, but they scraped the cancerous cells out basically. And, you know, um, A month later, I'm trying to get this timeline right, but they scraped the cancerous cells out in in August and I broke up with my ex in August. So you could, it's the chicken or the egg thing. So I break up with my ex for good in August of 2017 and I get this operation done to scrape the cells out in August 2017. I go back for my checkup in November. The cancer is completely gone. There's no sign. <laughs> and you can say, oh, well, it's because of the, the procedure where they scraped out your cells. I don't think so, honestly. That could be, that. of course, that has something to do with it. But I believe that that relationship caused that cancer to emerge. And by breaking up with my ex, the cancer disappeared. I, I healed it because if my ex was a root that was causing these weeds to grow, I basically pulled out the root and I, there was no more weeds. So I was cancer free for a few years. This summer I was actually um, sexually assaulted on a date. So I go to my gynecologist because I wanted to be checked for HIV, AIDS, things like that. I get a call back and my freaking pap smear was abnormal. And I was like, okay. I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to let this deter me. I've made so much progress. I knew that that sexual assault had something to do with it. So I dove into healing. I sent myself unconditional love, radical acceptance, started working with energy. And I get a call from my gynecologist about three weeks ago that everything is normal. I had to go back a second time and get another biopsy. There was some dysplasia cells um but it was it was not cancerous so i'm cancer free everything is good with my health don't worry i didn't mean to scare you and i'm sure this is very sporadic and out of order because i'm just speaking from experience i'm speaking from the heart and i just want to end this by saying 
you are not doomed to a life of misery and cancer. And I know a lot of people in this life will get cancer. A lot of people will get sick. I've been sick. I'm still struggling with symptoms and things. But we have the ability to heal ourselves. If you haven't watched the documentary on Netflix, Heal, I would highly recommend it. It is beautiful and amazing and full of knowledge and full of wisdom. But don't let someone tell you what your destiny is. You dictate your fate. And I just wanted to share that personal story with you guys. I hope that it it warms your heart to know that nothing is ever set and done. Nothing is solid. Something might be in the cards for you, but it doesn't mean that it has to be a reality. We make our reality. We make ourselves sick and we can make ourselves better. So don't be deterred by a doctor telling you, you have this condition, you're fucked, you have three months to live. You know, I I heard in the HEAL documentary, you can believe the diagnosis, but don't believe the prognosis because no one knows us better than ourselves. We have the greatest ability to tear down others we have the greatest ability to destroy ourselves but we also have the capability to uplift others and to make ourselves better so today make yourselves happy i challenge you to analyze yourself and and gain that insight and awareness because we'll never get better if we're not willing to explore the deepest parts of ourselves and the darkest shadow selves that we all have within us And today, I am just focusing on healing this next month. I'm focusing on getting better, on feeling happy again, and finding that love and joy and peace that resides within all of us. So thanks a lot for listening. I hope that you took something from this. I hope that you're enjoying the show. We are over a thousand listens, and I am so happy with where this is going. I love making these. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, and I will talk to you next time.